Well, uh, to start off our service, if you guys will just focus your attention to the screens, we've got a short little video for you. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon Baby, guess what time it is? What? Time to open your present for Mom and Dad. Yes. Oh, I hope you like this, baby. Yeah, we looked long and hard for this one. I think you're gonna love it. Thank you. <gasps> See what it is. <gasps> it's a jewelry box I wanted. Cool. I'm so glad you like it, baby. But I want you to know that uh, that jewelry box, it cost us $24. And then the necklace was another $17. So altogether, that's $41 that you now owe us. But, Dad, I only have $17. Okay, well then just give me that. And that means you owe me $24 still for this present. And that doesn't even include from last month when you and Megan were playing softball and you broke the window. You still owe me $67 from that. But, Dad, I've been working for you. I've been trying to pay it off. I've raked the leaves. I've cleaned my room. I've swept in the kitchen. I cleaned your room. I even vacuumed in the living room. That's fine, but you're going to have to do more than that. But, Dad, I tried my best. You know, the, the point of that video we were showing in the beginning was that I, I really believe a lot of people, when they think of God, they picture him like that father figure you saw in the video, that he's been, you know, keeping tabs of what you still owe him. And, and it's hard sometimes to believe that it's just this free gift that Sherry was singing about, this, that this forgiveness, this Savior that came to be born was, was a gift to us. And and a lot of people spend their whole lives trying to repay him or feeling like we're, we're not doing enough or we haven't made up for all of our past sins and we're working, 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 working. When that's not what God wants. He wants us to enjoy the Savior that he's given us. Enjoy our forgiveness. Enjoy this life that we can have. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Tonight's been a zoo. It's just been... A, so crazy here. I mean, this has been the first, like, empty, this is empty, okay, in here. This is, uh, you know, I know every seat's filled, but before, I mean, we had kids up on the stage or at my feet pulling at my shoes, you know, but, you know, the lobby's filled, the NPR's filled, and it was just so chaotic, and I, I, I remember just after the first service, three o'clock service, I just thought, I just didn't like it. You know, I just felt like we rushed through and we're trying to perform something or do something or, or get this service right. And then, you know, so last service went a little bit better. And, 
And then just now, as, as Sherry was singing, it was really the first time I just kind of slowed down, took a deep breath, and really just remembered Christmas, remembered what God did, you know. And, 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 and for some of you, maybe your day's been the same way, where you've just rushed from one thing to the next, and maybe it was kind of a rush to get here. And Man, I want us just to slow down and think about what does God want right now? Does he want us to just cram a bunch of things in a service and please him and do everything just right? Or does he want us just to stop for a second and think about what Christmas is all about? Think about the fact that God in heaven loves you so much. And what an awesome moment that was when the Bible says he emptied himself. He emptied himself and took the form of a man, took the form of this infant that was God and what a rush that must have been for everyone who saw that to think that this baby, this infant, was the creator. That's an awesome moment. And I don't feel like we really dwelt on that long enough the last two services. We didn't, just, we didn't do this. Slow down and be quiet. In fact, I'm just going to give you like 30 seconds of just silence. That's my gift to you. You know, seriously, just 30 seconds to a minute of just silence where you can just pray to God and thank Him for coming to this earth. So why don't we do that? Let's just bow our heads and just quietly pray to Him. Father, I think of the words of that song we just heard. This, this is Christ the King. The babe, the son of Mary. God, this infant was you. It was your son, the creator. And God, we've come here to worship him and just again be amazed that you would do this for us. God, you are so, so good to us. And we just set aside this hour for you. Not to try to repay you. Not because we feel like we owe you. But just to thank you and rejoice in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs> so weird, I don't even know what to do with myself now. Um, let's go home. Um, this is so different. I mean, the other ones is like, hey, kids, you know. Um, it's it just, it, it's been a, it's been a good night though. It's just God still worked in spite of just the busyness and the craziness. Um, but you know, I, I was looking at the Christmas story again this year, and you ever read the Bible sometimes, and you read a story that you've probably read like thirty times, and you're just going, what? I don't remember this. You know, you ever do that? That kind of happened me, to me with the Christmas story. 
You know, I was at a party the other day, like a, you know, staff party, and, and they had these trivia questions about the birth of Christ and, you know, what the Bible really said. And I was amazed, you know, we're going through them. I'm like, you know, I'm getting all these wrong. It's kind of embarrassing for the pastor, you know. But it's just like, whoa, wait a second. Really? 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 Just because maybe we get used to it or we hear it a certain way or we saw a movie one time. And I think about, uh, I think about even the whole scene, you know, that, that, that kind of floored me this week as I was reading it, was a scene of the shepherds. When the shepherds were in their fields, you know, in the field, and then uh, the angel appears. See, I always pictured in my head, I picture this angel coming down, you know, and just kind of glowing. And then the shepherds kind of gather around the angel, just in awe, going, hi, you know. <laughs> What, are you, what message do you have, angel? You know, that's just, that's just the way I pictured it. And yet, the Bible describes it completely different. Okay, I want you to look at these verses. You know, in, in Luke 2, 8 and 9, it says, There were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I don't know why I never caught the... Maybe I did, but I just forgot. They were terrified. It's, it's the sudden surprise. I mean, you're, you're doing... It's just another night. You're taking care of your sheep, and then suddenly something appears, and I thought, oh yeah, I would be terrified. I mean, try to imagine, what if right now, tonight, you're thinking, okay, you know, it's just another service, another, another uh, you know, Christmas Eve service. What if tonight, as I'm speaking, suddenly, right now, an angel appeared hovering right there in the middle of the room? Honestly, try to think what you would feel. Would you gather around and go, hi, angel? <laughs> just try to imagine what you would feel right now if a heavenly being appeared right there above us. Try to picture what you would do. Imagine right now. He's there. What would you do? I, I just can't even imagine how my heart would be pounding and how terrified I would be and how scared I would be. And, and, and you, you see the angels, and you, I mean the, the shepherds, and they, they react the same way with that angel. And, and you guys, I, I'm making a big point of this because I believe it's a very big point. Because in our culture, when we think of things of God, and we talk about God, or we talk about angels, we, we speak so casually. As though God was just this other person, and if God appeared, we'd go, Hi, God. It's me. It's this. It's that. You guys, do you understand? Every time in this book, when someone encounters God, their response is the same as those shepherds. Every time, they, they're falling on their face because they just saw God. They're shaking. You know, when someone encountered God, it was not as casual encounter. When they saw the face of God, they were down on their faces. This is John, you know, the beloved disciple, when he saw Jesus as glorified form in, in Revelation, it says he fainted. He fell over like a dead man, it says. See, and, and I think sometimes when we talk about God, we, we treat Him so casually, like, oh yeah, God, oh yeah, we're, saving, we're, we're, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Sing me a song, you know. Oh, come let us adore Him. And... And it's like, no, do you understand what the Bible says? When they just saw the angel, they were terrified. The shepherds were terrified. 
And, and I, I don't want us to fool ourselves. I don't want any of you to fool yourself into thinking that when you come into the presence of God, which we all will at some point, that you're just going to stand there calmly. The response is always fear. Because you can imagine what an angel would do. Imagine coming before the living God. But I love the next verse, verse 10, what the angel says. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So the first thing the angel says, you know, as these shepherds are probably hiding behind their biggest sheep, you know, just, you know, just terrified. I mean, I just try to think, what would I do if I saw something like that? Just shaking, just on the verge of, of fainting. And this angel goes, don't be afraid. I mean, wouldn't you be so grateful if those were his first words? Don't be afraid. Okay, imagine that, because he could have said anything. You know, he could have said, run. You know, he could have said, whatever. You know, he could have said anything he wanted to. And he says, no, 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 don't, don't be scared of me. Don't be afraid of me. Go, oh, okay. And then he says, I bring you good news of great joy. Think about that phrase for a second. I bring you good news of great joy. I've got such good news for you. Have you ever had someone say that to you? Someone come up to you and say, I've got the best news for you. You know when your friends come up and they got that big grin on their face, you know, your wife, husband, whoever comes up, I got the greatest news for you. You know that anticipation you feel? You just, you're already excited. Well, imagine an angel from God coming down, and you're terrified. He says, oh, don't be scared. I've got the greatest news for you. This is going to bring you the greatest amount of joy you've ever experienced. He goes, today, a Savior's been born. Now, some of you guys hear that, and you go, okay, that doesn't sound that great. You know, I remember as a kid, I, I heard it all my life. You know, as a little kid going to Sunday school, going to like little Christmas, you know, services, and they would talk about the Savior, and I'd go, oh, that's great. But in my mind, I didn't know what a Savior was. And, and I'm willing to bet a lot of you, you hear that term, Savior, and you're like, oh yeah, what is that? Have you ever even thought through the word Savior? See, because if I came here tonight and, 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 and suppose, you, you know, you, you come in and I go, hey, I got the best news for you. I came to you as an individual. And I said, I got the greatest news. I got great news for you. And, and I say to you, someone in our church paid off your mortgage. <laughs> You'd be like, no way. You know, like that's an immediate, anyone you go up to and you make a statement like that, they know it's good news. But you go up to the average person on the street and go, guess what? The Savior was born. What are they going to do? Just like, okay, good. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, we don't think of it as good news because we don't understand the concept of Savior. What is a Savior? Does anyone know what a Savior is? God, good. 
Someone that saves. Perfect. <laughs> Good. It's someone who saves. But the idea is what he saved us from. See, here's the reason why people don't get excited about a Savior, is they don't recognize their need to be saved. I mean, suppose you're drowning in the ocean, and a lifeguard comes by, you know, Pamela Anderson swims out there, and, and oh, it's the last service, I just say anything. You know, you know okay, forget, forget, get that image out of your mind, okay, I come out, okay, you know, stupid, okay, here we go, we're back, we're back, we're back, okay. So, you're, you're drowning. Okay, forget that illustration. You're in a fire, okay? You're in a fire, okay? Just forget the ocean. You're not there anymore. You're in a fire. You know, everything's coming down, you know, and a fireman comes in, you know, with this big fire jacket and hose and starts squirting you, you know. I mean, imagine you're there, you're, the oxygen's going, you're just down to nothing, the smoke, you know, you're inhaling it, the fire's getting closer, and someone comes bursting through the door and just saves you. You know, that, that moment of he just saved you from that fire. That's the idea of a savior. You know, you imagine the excitement you would feel, the sense of, oh, I'm out of here. I'm okay. See, that's that picture of the savior. See, but, but we were dying a death that's far worse than a fire. Far worse than being, you know, cornered and, you know, and smoke and everything else. The idea of the Savior is, do you understand that all of us were destined to face God? We were going to face God, not just the angel that we'd be terrified of. We would have to stand before God and we were going to be punished by God. Do you understand that? Every single person in this room... Okay, and I know this is going to be so offensive to some of you. But honestly, I'd rather you leave here offended than leave here unaffected. I'd rather you, you really hear what we have to say and what the Bible has to say than you just leave here and go, ooh, cute little program. Okay? Here's the truth. Everyone in here deserves to be punished by God. I don't know how more clearly I can say it. I've done things that are absolutely offensive to God. I've done a lot of things that I'm still sick to my stomach for. So you may walk in this room and go, oh, okay, he's the pastor up there. He's lived a good life. He's... You guys, I haven't lived a good life. Man, you guys want to go around and, and let's start digging up the past and start talking about the things that we did, you know, and then let's just, let's just take turns. You know, let's just go around the room. Let's do something different this service. Let's go around the room. Everyone name the worst thing they've done in their life. You know? You guys, you because know, we know. We, you know what? Maybe no one else knows in the room, but we know and God knows. And I know I've broken His commands. And the Bible teaches us that that God hates when we break His commands. He hates it. He, and it says that He has to punish. He has to punish. Exodus 34, 7 says He does not leave the guilty unpunished. He has to punish. And so there's this thought of, of you know, being cornered. You know, the fire's coming up. The smoke's around us. It's like, wow, I'm going to stand before this God, this awesome God. And I've got I to gotta stand before this judge who knows everything I did in my life, and He's going to pay. He's going to make me pay for it. 
That's fair. That's fair. That's what a fair judge does. But the Bible says, I got good news. A Savior is born. Someone who's going to save you from God Himself. Do you understand what God was saving us from? He was saving us from Himself. So you understand, I'm a holy God, I'm an amazing being, and I have to punish you, but I love you, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a Savior. I'm going to have this one come, and He's going to be born. He's going to be my very own Son. He's going to take on flesh. He's going to become a human being. He's going to empty Himself and become like you. And then He's going to die on a cross. He's going to be nailed on a cross. He's going to suffer so that He saves you from suffering. So we can go, no way. So I'm going to come to the end of my life and I'm not going to be punished? Someone saved me? Yes, that's what the Savior did. And so when this angel tells these shepherds, they go, guess what? I'm going to bring you good news of great joy. You're not going to be punished anymore. A Savior was born tonight. A Savior. And this is for all peoples. This is for everyone. He came to save everyone. Remember, the shepherds were the lowliest. They were the, that was the lowliest occupation. These dirty, you know, what people would call the scum of the earth people. And this angel says, I've got good news for you and for all people. All people. This isn't for a certain class. This isn't for a certain nationality. This is for all people. A Savior has been born to you. You can be forgiven. You can be right before God. You don't have to fear Him anymore. Don't be afraid. And he explains that this baby is going to be born. And, and look at the response of the shepherds in the next verse. It says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts. So a bunch of angels appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom His favor rests. And when the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. So all these angels that are worshiping God, going, yeah, glory to God, and on earth, peace. You can have peace with God now. That's what this is all about. And all these angels are praising God. Suddenly they go back up into heaven. They're out of the sight. And the shepherds start talking. And it says the shepherds say to one another, let's go. Let's go see the Savior that was born. And so it says they hurried off. You ever notice that? They see this thing and they just go, the, the Savior's here. Let's just drop everything and let's go. And they hurry off. And you guys, I, I, I want to point out the scene because I just feel like in our modern world, and especially here, Simi Valley, Southern California, Conejo Valley, we have so many things in our lives that we love and we get so excited about and we hold on to them like they're the greatest things in the world. And I honestly don't feel like most of us would hurry off to go see the Savior. We'd be like, okay, that, that's fine, but i got this other stuff to do right now. I'm kind of busy right now. Let me finish this, this, this. And our minds are on all of these different things rather than God. 
We understand the good news that, that, that we can be forgiven and that I can actually talk to God now. I can have total access and speak to God. And, and, and most people don't look at that as this good news. It's just something we put off because we have this other stuff. But that's not what the shepherds did. The shepherds, they, they saw the opportunity. They ran after it. I want to illustrate this. Okay, I need a volunteer. I need a kid. And you can win a prize. Okay, okay, so who wants to volunteer? Okay, you want to volunteer? Okay, come on up. Okay, all right, come on up here. Oh, you're going to be so excited about this prize you could win. What's your name? Matthew. Matthew? All right. Come back here behind the chair. Okay. Are you going to shoot me? I'm not going to shoot you. No, no, no. I'm going to shoot you. That was last service, okay? But that kid's okay now. Um. Isn't this cool? <laughs> Come on, it's a little bear. <laughs> okay, here, stick your hand through. Stick your hand through. And, and grab the little bear. You can shake it. I know you want to. Come on, Matthew. Oh, there you go. Okay, here's the thing. You could win this. <laughs> cool, huh? Okay, here's, here's, here's the deal. I'm going to count to five. And if you're still holding on to that, by the time I'm done counting to five, you get to keep it. Now, but there's another catch. Okay, I also have this. You know what a gift card is? No. A gift card. This is a... I'm not so sure about what a gift card is. A gift card is a, is, it's a card. It's like a credit card, kind of, oh, but it has money on it. It has $50 on this. Toys R Us. So you can go to Toys R Us and buy anything for $50. Okay, or you give to your parents and they can re-gift it. Okay, this is... Uh, this is, a, here, this is the $50 over here, okay? So if you're holding this when I'm done counting to five, you can have that, okay? But see, you look at this. You can't really pull this through the hole. So you may have to let go of this to get that. Yeah, but I'm going to count to five, and whatever you're holding. If you're still standing here holding on to this, this is all you get. But if you're standing there holding the gift card, you'll get that. You can try, but I'm going to stop you from it, okay? So, uh... You're greedy. Okay. Maybe I should just get another kid up here. No. No. Okay. Ready, Matthew? Ready, go. One, two, three, four, five. All right. All right. That's yours. Go ahead. Sit down. You know, it was crazy because, okay, I didn't really have this. I just pulled it out of the nursery because the first service... I had a, one of those little paddle ball things, just one of those cheap wooden things with a little rubber band and a little rubber ball that's, you know, like cost 50 cents. And, uh, and this kid, he would not let go of it. He was pulling, he was trying to get it through somehow, and the five seconds were up. And he was stuck holding on to this paddle ball. And, uh, you know, and, I, and so I said to him, I go, okay, okay, put your hand back. I'm going to give you one more chance. Let me, let me just help you out here. You could let go of it and, you know, you know, and, and, and go and, and just get the gift card, okay? And, and I say, go, one, two, three, four, five. He's still standing there holding this. And everyone in there is going, go, let go, you know? And he went home with the paddle ball. That's why we ended up with that, you know? And, hey, you've got to play by the rules here. And, but the whole idea is, is I, 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 this is the thing. That's what so many people do. You guys, that's what I'm talking about, is there are these things in the world that we hold on to, and once we have them, we won't let go. 
because we're finding some sort of pleasure in this thing. We're going, no, 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 no. I want this. Yeah, I want that. I want that. But there's, there's no way. I am not going to let go of this. I want it too badly. And it's almost like Matthew. Well, is there a way I can have this and that? Can I, can I kind of get both somehow? And, and so many people in our world, they're going, man, I know. Okay, yeah, I'd like to have a Savior. I'd like to have God. But I'm not willing to let go. I'm not willing to let go of some of these things. And I know I can't have both. And, and you're trying to reach for it, but you're stuck. It's like you're handcuffed by something you think is so valuable and bringing you so much pleasure. See, for some of you, this, this trap may be, a, it, it may be an addiction. You know? You know, maybe you're, a, you know, you're holding on and going, oh man, I know this brings me pleasure or whatever it is, you know, and you're going... I want that, but I don't know if I can let go of this. I don't know if that's really better. And you're holding on and you're trapped. Others of you, maybe it's not an addiction. Maybe it's your stuff. Maybe you find so much value in what you do and what you've accomplished and, and, and in the things you own and, and, and purchasing things. And, and you're going, oh man, but I got this stuff. And what if God wants me to give some of it to the poor? What if He wants this or that? And, and, and you're going, man, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to hurry off because I love this thing. For others of you, maybe it's a relationship um, where, where you're just going, no, no, I don't know. I don't know if I can have God and her. And, and, and you're holding on and so you're stuck, you're trapped. And, and, and the whole idea is we have these things that we're holding on to that we think are so great. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Do you know what's over here? Have you ever stopped and thought about knowing God and how silly everything else seems in comparison to that? Have you ever stopped to think about having the peace of knowing that at the end of my life I'm going to stand before God and I'm totally fine? And how there's nothing on the earth worth sacrificing for that? Man, what, what is better than that? You guys, I, I feel like, you know, that kid that was holding on to that paddle ball and everyone's just going, come on, let go, let go. That's the way I feel as a pastor every week. You know, I see so many people that are holding on to things that they think are so great. I'm going, it's not that great. <laughs> let go. You can know, know God. You can have peace with God. You can embrace the Savior. The Savior came. It's a free gift. You're not spending the rest of your life paying it off, working it off. It's a free gift. Man, and are you going to take it? It's been so cool tonight just seeing, you know, three people already, even on Christmas Eve, just going, plan on coming and becoming a Christian and getting baptized. And, but they said, you know what? I don't care. I'll go home wet. I'll go to my party wet. This is bigger. I'll hurry off. I'll let go of my pride. I'll let go of my plans. You're talking about knowing God. Like Lawrence that, you know, I just baptized, came in from out of town. And, and I was like, well, we, kind of service is over. You want to wait around another half hour? And, and then you've got to leave wet? And he goes, I don't care. This is bigger than that. And I go, you're right. You get it. And I guess what I'm saying is, man, do you get it? Do you understand the value of knowing God? Because you will be punished if you don't allow Christ to take it for you. And that's the best news on this earth is that you can leave here totally free.
He can leave here no longer cuffed to anything, bound by anything, and receive the greatest gift ever. And that's why we're here, right? I mean, for those of us who know God, we're not here feeling like that, you know, that kid that's repaying the dad and go, oh, but I did this, I did this, I did this. It's like, no, 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 that's not us. We come here just knowing that our Heavenly Father isn't like that. Heavenly Father gave us the gift of His Son. He gave us the gift of forgiveness. And we're here to celebrate that.